The Academy of the 1990s must have really liked to be bored. It's sad when Forrest Gump has the most enjoyable plot of the Oscar winners we've watched so far. It's not that the English patient doesn't have an interesting plot. It tells the story of a Hungarian count who gets involved in some World War II intrigue. On top of this, it tells the story of the nurse that takes care of his melty face after the war. Also, Willem Dafoe is there for revenge. Uh, there's a lot of plot here, and three people we're supposed to be connecting with in two different timelines, and succeeds with maybe one? It almost feels like it needs more time to let us attach to these characters, but time is not something this movie needs more of. Join us as we lay motionless in bed with a disfigured face. It's the English patient. That is disgusting phrasing. Also a disgusting visual. Uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, is it Deadpool, though? <laughs> is it Lord Voldemort, though? Is it? I mean, it is. The heart is an organ of fire. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Chad Oliver, and I can still taste your mouth. I'm Mark Wallington, and you speak so many bloody languages, and you never want to talk. Uh, Horny boys, huh? This isn't even the Razzie episode where we normally get the horny movies. This movie gets hornier than the Razzies do, I think. Uh, Yeah, this movie's Uh, pretty horny. There is an underwater fucking, but two people are in a bathtub together, so it's close. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I so like they that, almost do. There. They almost do. Um, this is Best Pictures. On the show, we are trying to find the best movie for every year we've been alive. I've said that already, but the way that it works is I pick my favorite movie for a year. Chad does. Then Mark does. Then we talk about what the Academy chose. And... Yo, this time they chose the English patient, which is um, whack, one might say. It's um, uh, it's really weird that this movie won to me. Yeah, um, we'll get more into it later. Yeah. But first, I want to know, Chad, mm-hmm. what did you see at the Megaplex? I um, went to the movies on a beautiful day in the neighborhood, uh, and I saw Won't <laughs> You Be My Neighbor?, uh-huh. Uh, the new Mr. Rogers documentary about how Fred Rogers is just the best person that ever was. Um, and it was simply delightful. Um, really eye opening and like the, like I've never like watched Fred Rogers talk about his passion for children and why he thought it was important. And when the, mm-hmm. he was talking about that in this documentary, it was just like really moving. Um, I, I have two questions. Yeah. Bitch, you cry, though. Uh, Yeah, I sobbed a couple times. (laughs) Okay. There was, like, this boy. I mean, it's a famous clip, but, like, they really dwelled on it of uh, him talking to this boy whose, like, head would grow, but the rest of his body, like, wouldn't. It Mm. was something, like, some tumor. And (laughs) um, But he looked dumb. (laughs) Mark, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he had a big head, Mark. Does that make you happy to talk about his (laughs) Big head, big head, and a little small body. body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let go, uh, fucking stick figure. That's that Deadpool to you humor that Mark loves so much. <laughs> Roasted <Literally>. the little <laughs> motherfucker. Literally a gag in Deadpool two. Uh, um, literally a we gag don't, in Deadpool two. Um, we little, don't condone Mark's dumb shit. Little, at all. little we'll baby continue, legs. Continue, continue, Chad. But. Mr. Rogers like started singing with him and making him feel special. And then the boy started singing too. And you could tell he was just like happier than he'd ever been. And I was just a mess. I was just sobbing. It was right. the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen. 
Question number two. Yeah. How much is spent on Daniel Tiger? <laughs> um, a lot of time. <laughs> that, like, really? Yeah, because... Hell yeah. Interesting part of the documentary was like they were saying each puppet, like people speculated that each puppet was like a different person in uh, Fred Rogers' life, uh, Mm -hmm. like his children, his wife. Right. uh, right. And that everyone sort of agreed Daniel the Tiger was just Fred Rogers as a child and all of Fred Rogers' insecurities just like went into this puppet character. Um, Interesting. And yeah, that was another area that made me cry a lot was like really digging into like his insecurities and his fears. Of like Did they show clips of the new stuff. Daniel the Tiger show? There's a new Daniel the Tiger show? You yeah, idiot. Dude. Have you not been on the preschool blogs? <laughs> I've Where not, we talk no. Oh, my God. Let me okay. go to uh, toontalk.net. Preschool blogs. My old preschool blogs for tunes.com. Toontalk.net. Um, no, this is a hentai uh, site. That's not Try goo-goo-ga.ga. Goo-goo-ga.ga? Ga. Gah, yeah, gas. it's another hentai site. Uh, okay, yeah. well. Oh, yeah, that, that's the gooey hentai site. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, it's right. really, really gooey and gross. Um, no, Daniel Tiger's like a current running show. Like, straight up, like, kids are obsessed with it. It's it's is, like Paul. It, it's it's on the level of Paw Patrol. Like, it's got that much of a fandom behind is it. Is the animation style kind of, like, 3D animated, or is it more storybook? I th- It's 3D animated, it's, okay. I'm pretty sure. They did a lot of cut twos that was like original for the documentary of Daniel the Tiger. Uh, mm-hmm. It all looked like it was storybook, though. Like it was like... Yeah, I, I think... It, I mean, I don't really watch Disney Jr. Right. I just know Paw Patrol and Daniel the Tiger. Those are the two things that I know in life. I mean, I'm Googling uh, Daniel the Tiger It's now. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, and it is kind of storybookish. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. the the animal it is pretty storybookish, but the uh, animation style in the doc was different than this, so they didn't pull any clips from this. But Daniel mm. was pretty heavily talked about. Like, well, was, that, well, that's that's good to know. Probably, Every three year old will be happy. It was probably <laughs> separated into like four or five like major segments, and like Daniel the Tiger was straight up one of those. Holy so, now, shit! Yeah, was Doc that's McStuffins featured? Doc McStuffins, no. Yeah. Is Doc what McStuffins a, from the Mr. Rogers verse, or no, is that just, just another just, just another Toontown Doc, blog? Uh, yeah, yeah, favorite. Doc McStuffins is fave. not featured, but the 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 meow meow cat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> made me laugh quite a bit. So, what about the Lion Guard? Uh, <laughs> they the didn't Lion ta- they didn't cover it, but I've heard it's great. Okay. I've heard it's okay. how much Peppa Pig is in there? No, Peppa Pig's not, on no, Nick, no bitch. Pig. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what they're on. Game, Mr. Mr. Rogers isn't a Disney P-B- product. Uh, oh, yeah, it's I, not Disney. I, I think Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is on... I actually may have this wrong. Is but it called I do Daniel know, Tiger's Neighborhood? It's, <laughs> it, it's called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, and it's on PBS Kids. No. Oh, got it. Okay, well, Paw Patrol and the other ones are on Disney. Disney Junior. Yeah. Um, anyway... <laughs> Who cares? Cody. Question, who cares? Mark, what did you see? I was actually going to ask you, Cody. What you well, see. I was actually going to ask you, so now what do we do? All right. Well, well I want to know what Cody has seen. Fuck. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> okay. I saw Jurassic World 2. We're not really going to talk about it. There's a crazy plot twist. It's not really that crazy, but it's like, why the fuck is this happening in this movie now? And it it's not the plot with... twist that I called correctly, but it's a different no. plot twist. It's a different plot twist. That's crazy. Um... It's it's one that makes sense with how the movie, like, the emotional resonance of a choice, but it's still, like, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, it's a monster movie for times. It's fine. What I really want to talk about is a motion picture called American Animals, 
which is mm. a heist is, is movie. Is Daniel the Tiger of. in that? It is not Daniel the Tiger. Okay. What about Peppa it, Pig? It is she not is Peppa an Pig. American animal, mind mm. you. Uh, it's also not Max and Ruby, but um, uh, PB and J Otter. No, well, Deep now we're in the ancient do the Roman noodle, times, do the essentially. Um, but, but, but it's about these like college kids, uh, college dudes who are just like want to have an experience, so they decide to rob um, a, a library, but like you know, a college library, and they rob this book of paintings from there that's like really valuable, and it's got um, Evan Peters um, from. Uh, you know, American Horror Story and Quicksilver fame, and then uh, Mark's boy Barry Keegan is, he is in a it. boy. Mm. Um, also got Blake Jenner from one of my favorite movies, Edge of Seventeen, yeah. and also from the uh, Everybody Show Wants Glee. Some too. And Everybody Wants Some. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who was seen Everybody Wants Some? He was like the main dude that you sort of follow. He was like the freshman. Oh, yeah, I like that dude. Yeah, Good yeah. Dude. It, it's it's not Glenn Powell who is like the other main dude. Um, yeah, which I, like I just, that dude too. which I just know because I fucking need to watch set it up because the entire internet's talking about that movie. Am I getting them mixed up? What was he even a main dude? I know he's no, in he, everybody he, wants he, some. He's yeah, he's featured in it. Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He's a white boy. Yeah, he's, um, white boy. he's, he's the white guy in that Richard Linklater movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh. Oh, that guy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I mean, he's the brother in Edge of Seventeen. He's Haley yes. Seinfeld's older brother. He um, is top build in uh, Everybody Wants Some, and I believe the lead. Yeah, he's the lead. That's fascinating. So, Glenn Powell's not the lead. I haven't watched that movie yet. Um, Glenn Powell is uh, like the captain of the baseball team. Gotcha. As okay. he clearly should be. Right. Um, American hot. Animals. It's a fascinating movie. If like the question weirdly on my mind after leaving it is, if they submit this to the Oscars, what do they submit it as? Because um, it's kind of a docu documentary film. It's very weird. Huh. I want you it, boys to see documentary it. in the same way that Bernie was kind of a documentary film. Or uh, more than that. More than that. Yeah, it's like the most like so you know reenactments happen like in documentaries and stuff like that imagine if it was cinema level reenactments with famous people that you recognize but there's still interviews with the real people in it and that's American Animals it's insane because it's a movie mostly but then they cut to talking heads that are the real people that's uh, yeah, it, but it's like kind of brilliant and works really well for me. Wormwood is also like that. It has. Yes, that's a good example, Mark. I haven't watched that yet, but I know a lot about it. And yes, I think that's pretty accurate. Wormwood is mostly talking heads, though, and it has like a, a decent amount of reenactments, but it's mostly talking heads. See, this is mostly film, which is why it confuses yeah. me. Um, it sounds a but, lot like how Bernie did it then, because they really did interview people from the town. And right, but yeah. it's like if they had Bernie in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like the, the, the kids are actually the in kids it too. are. In oh, it. Yes. interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. So, because yeah, um, does it I didn't make you want to try in? to rob something at the end of the movie? Because sometimes these, like Ocean's Eight, I wanted to rob something. Uh, this is anti Ocean's Eight in gotcha. a lot of ways. Okay. It all makes you want to give something back? <laughs> no, it's all males. <laughs> makes you never want to rob anything ever. And right. it like, fucking depresses you. Um, mm. Sounds like a fun, fun time. 
it's really good. I didn't know about the documentary thing when I went in. I kind of wished that you guys didn't, but I wanted to talk about it while describing the movie because it's the biggest selling point at the same time. Uh, I straight up didn't know. Like, they showed talking heads of parents, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess those are the real parents, but I guess they're just Mm -hmm. using that for effect. And then it showed the real person, and I was like, what the fuck, though? (laughs) And was so confused. Um, But it's really good. Uh, Mark, what did you see at the Megaplex? Um, well, it, just listening to you guys talk about what you saw, it sounds like what Chad saw was incredible. Uh, Cody, it sounds like yours was incredible, too. That's too, too incredible. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I watched Incredibles, too. Um, I uh, forgot we were going to talk about this one because I should have like said one sentence, and so should have Chad, because it's going <laughs> to fucking take a minute. So We can... We can do this quick, I think. Uh, it's very, very good. We're going to dash through this, yeah. It's really <laughs> Very good. We're going to jack-jack through this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jack-jack through this sounds like well, something else. Yeah, Cody, yeah, that was that. really a, a stretch, Miss Elastigirl. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, that was a I strong to... recovery, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Mark, you Mark, you Mark, 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 you embarrassed me so much that I turned violet. All right, let's Mr. Freeze it with the puns, with the jokes. Um, All right. Um, um, uh, um, well, let me um, uh, let me uh, look at my notes on this screen. Are you trying to uh, undermine uh, my rule that I just uh, came up with? Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I got I got hypnotized by my screen there, looking at my notes. So, um, but but if we stop all these jokes, there just will be a void in the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think um, that's it. We don't brick uh, old guy. Yeah, I think we're out of the regurgitator or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we were gonna work that one in. Edna mode. Edna, um, um, mode. She was okay, great. In the, this. The, the babysitter that wasn't in the second one. I know. Anyway. Fucked up, huh? Got cut. Budgets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, she like got a cocaine addiction. I think the actress. Yeah. Pro- I mean, she would have. Yeah. She fucking got scarred. Mark, tell us about this movie. Is it any damn good? Um, it's it's incredibly de- damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been called one of the best superhero movies of of all time. I uh, yeah, I think, I think Cody called it that, Probably. which is bold, seeing as uh, Infinity War just came out. Uh, better than Infinity War. <laughs> um, it is like so fucking solid. Yeah, um, it's it's weird how it like is a very similar plot to The Incredibles in that like kind of one parent, yeah. one parent has to go do superhero shit while the other one figures out how to be a single parent. Yes, um, but they just fucking gender swap it. Right, um, but they they do. But, but there's the, a the, lot of the ideas. Dy- there. The mm-hmm. dynamics are completely different, and like uh, where the first one is about, like uh, the the wife is like uh, like thinks that her husband is cheating on her. This one is like he uh, is trying to keep it fucking together. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, it's it, it's for real so good. Some of the straight up best directed action I've ever seen. Um, like, I like I, there's a scene with a train and Elastigirl on a motorcycle that fucking blew oh, me so away. Good. It's so good. Um, there's a scene with a with Jack Jack that is maybe one of the best scenes in a Pixar movie ever. Um, like for comedics, like mm-hmm. best comedy scene in mm-hmm. a Pixar movie ever. Yeah, and, I, mean, um, I already know the one you're talking about, but yeah, yeah, it could have been uh, any number of scenes because Jack Jack is the real boss baby. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh, made me laugh so hard. He it's, fights a raccoon. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. talking about, but I didn't Which want to spoil it. So but funny. I guess it's so been a great. while. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's and a great gag. It's they build towards it really well. 
And I'll say that the action in this is better than the action in the first as well. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, we we can spoil this. It's been like three weeks since it came out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this good point, point, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- they have a fight in uh in like the bad guys' lair. Um, that is like, a. I'm surprised that they didn't give me like a stroke warning. They uh, do now. Yeah, they, they did. It was posted in the theater when I went to go see. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Yep. Good, good. Um, but it's also like. It seems like it should be disorienting, but it's it's somehow not, and you can follow what's going on, but you're also disoriented enough that you are, like, understanding why it's disorienting. Right. The, what right, they well, do with the colors in that scene is, like, oh, it's so inc- good. incredible. Yeah, because it, it's not like the lights are on, then off. It's like the lights are on, and then, like, it's, like, a negative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Weirdly. Um, and, like, so I understand why action movies have to do this, why they do, like, the, like, trillion cuts during a fight scene. Like, they just have to hide that they're not, like, able to do that stuff mm-hmm. that well. But that's where this movie really benefits from being an animated movie because all the fight scenes aren't cutting around. They're True. just happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just fluid action. And I love the Marvel movies, um, but except for, like, one or two scenes in Infinity War, we haven't really seen any great team-up fights where they use right. different powers Which, to do... Like, yes. the fastball special thing from X-Men, yeah. you know? like, And that's what I love. They that, do that so much in yeah. this movie, and it rules That's what so I much. said uh, walking out of this movie, is, like, every single fight scene felt like the fight on Titan at toward the end of Infinity War, where just yes. all the powers are used in interesting ways, and it's like... But it's the entire movie is like that. Yeah, and it, also, like, uh, it kind of made me realize that in all of the Avengers, like, their powers are, like, I punch good or I yes. shoot, like, lasers right. of some sort. <laughs> right. Whereas this one is, like, one of them punches good, the other one turns invisible. It's not a fighting power. It's, like, a support power. The other one right. runs fast. Right. And one of them well, is stretchy. So, like, they have very different, very yes. different fighting mm-hmm. styles. Because they're, they're based on their powers. Right. They're just now getting to the point in the like Avengers movies where there's a varied power set. But you're right. It was mostly just punching before. Yeah. Um, I think I think Doctor Strange's powers, I mean, yes. him fighting Thanos is like insane. Right. It's so but good. but but so like yeah, it's I was trying to like word this on my letterbox review after I saw Incredibles 2 and just like couldn't put it into words. But it's like watching like I love the first Incredibles. I don't know which one is better right now because I'm too close to it. Like, I really can't say. I think it's still the first one, but, like, I I don't know if I'm just trying to say that because I don't want to say the second one because of recency bias. But I left the theater at Incredibles 2, and it made me feel like when I read a comic book, like, what I'm imagining in my head during a comic book is how that movie felt. And as much as I love the Marvel movies, they do, like, try to make them more grounded. So there hasn't, like, been that, like, moment of superhero transcendence for me. Whereas, like, I left Incredible 2 and was like, this is what I imagine. See, This is, I, like, when I read comics. I think I got that in Infinity War, but also here. But, yeah, yeah I get what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's also, incredible. Fuck, we keep that using that word. <laughs> it's the best they, word uh, to describe the movie. Yeah, I mean it is. Uh, the the Mar- I like how this has just turned into a review of Marvel movies. Um, the Marvel movies have like kind of all had the same fighting style. With like, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess there are some that have like Thor Ragnarok had a very distinct fighting style. Um, but like, 
all of the fighting styles are kind of the same. Like mm-hmm. when a I when uh this in Spider Man when that when the boat fight scene happened, I literally was like, "All right, this is a fight scene. I've seen this fight scene before," and I like went to the bathroom, right? Because I I knew like I know how a basic you know MCU fight ha- happens, right, right, right? Um, but this these fights were like completely different, and I think it's part of it is because uh different power sets, so it's more interesting fighting styles, but also like the animation allows you to do different things and uh i i honestly have the feeling that like the same uh the same team like helps shoot and keep the fighting styles in the MCU consistent cuz they're making them so fast oh i think so yeah, yeah whereas whereas this it's like someone just Brad Bird is just making a fight scene however he wants to do it right um cuz there's no one like limiting his style right it's awesome um we <laughs> could probably talk about it forever um it's insanely so, good insanely good um <laughs> do we want to question do we I, have to talk about uh it? <laughs> we could not we could I no, we're not. contractually obligated to we, talk about this i didn't we, sign we, shit <laughs> we are contractually obligated we made a promise that we were going to watch every razzie and every best picture no matter what even if we hated them you know i thought i was going to regret watching the razzies first but uh, honestly, I've had less fun watching the Oscar movies. Yeah, I think if, I, I think the mo- like Chad put it well in the monologue and also his letterbox review. Like the the Academy Awards are just so boring so far. But yes, yeah. I agree. Like Schindler's List, incredibly made movie, incredible mm-hmm. message, etc. I was still pretty bored by it. Forrest Gump is bad, therefore I was bored by it. <laughs> but it's, it's what, brave. It has it has fun forgot. moments. Braveheart yes. is uh, surprisingly slow for a, a war movie, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And this is a war movie without any war in it. So I don't yeah, know what's what going on. what is up with that? <laughs> so like, is there ha- even a war happening? <laughs> yeah, somewhere, <laughs> just not where they are. Um, so yeah. have have you guys seen The English Patient before? Nope. This uh, no. I saw it for the first time today, just before recording. Actually, so. I had right. no idea what it was even about. Same. Same. Right. Okay. So all three of us, we're movie boys. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, undoubtedly, we're movie boys. We should like have a inkling of what this movie is about, and it just faded from the fucking cultural conversation like immediately. I think is it because like, it's so bad? Like, what do other people think about this movie? People liked it at the time. Yeah, they thought it was all right, but it, it's it's just insane how like because you know your fucking parents like want you that like I don't know not my parents but like <laughs> the 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 parents. The, the royal parents um, are like, let's watch Forrest Gump. Let's watch Braveheart. You know, like those mm-hmm. are uh, like parent movies. When, when do you know one person who is like, I really like English Patient. Do I don't know, know anybody who has seen, seen the English Patient. <laughs> That's my thing. Like, it's I know insane literally to me. two people, and it's you boys, and it's us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope people watch it for the podcast, just so they know that, like, as much as we respect the Oscars, because we do. We think they fuck it up sometimes, and this is uh, definitely one of those times. Like, Look, and let's let's be real, Shape of Water. Come on, I like that movie a lot. I like it a lot, but come on, it should not. Uh, I mean, Lady Bird and Get Out also came out this year. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there were like four better movies. Right, Cody, you watched the other nominees from '96, uh, as did you. Uh, as did I. Other than Fargo, what do you think should have won? <laughs> I mean, everything. <laughs> 
Um, I'm trying to remember what got nominated. So Jerry Maguire, Jerry like, Mack, um, which is like pretty good. Secret and Lies, which is okay but slow. Uh, what was the fifth? Shine. One? Oh fuck that movie! But fuck English Patient worse. English Patient is the worst one, and I kind of don't like anything nominated other than Fargo. Jerry yeah. Maguire is the best thing that's not Fargo, I guess, and I don't love that movie. I think that uh, Secrets and Lies is interesting and, like, has a lot of, like, interesting dynamics between the characters. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the final scene is, like, don't lie. Right. Which is what a, good a good play. That's a good message for kids. It's not a kid's movie. No. It's not a kid's movie <laughs> at all. Um, it's, it's, um... It 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 would have been a good play, um, it, like oh, yeah. you know. But it it's just like as a movie, there's not a ton happening in my opinion. I watched like there was another movie I watched recently that felt like that, where I was like, oh, these monologues are great. Fuck, nothing is happening <laughs> other than monologues. I'd rather like see it in a play setting, and I would probably love it there. But it just wasn't the medium. Yeah, the yeah. only interesting like cinematic thing about. Uh, Secrets and Lies was like the part where he was taking those pictures. I liked that a lot, but right. everything else was kind of boring. Um, English patient though. Yeah. Um, maybe. So, so there's worse Oscar nominee or Oscar winners coming, right? Yeah. There's movies that I really don't like coming up. Crash. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> um, it's gonna be fun. I hope everybody for real watches along because mm-hmm. it is fascinating to like watch these Oscar movies. You know, like it's, it's fascinating in in concept. It is. It's fun for us. Like it's, it gives us a historical it, context. It truly is interesting to like think about what's won the last few years, and then going back and yeah. watching what won. You know, when we were real young, and seeing right. how just the public eye has changed, yeah. and like what makes the movie the best of the year has changed. Right. I truly think in like 1996 they just thought like, oh, this is boring, so it must be really like deep and thoughtful. So I don't that's get it. That's what it, it but feels like, right? Yeah. Like th- that's what it felt like they did. Yeah. Um and they and they really had a feeling like, oh, if it's over 2 hours, that'll be the one I vote <laughs> for because that happens like for all the next of them several. all of them so far have been well over 2 hours, right? Forrest Gump's the shortest, I think. Forrest yeah, Gump is the, the shortest. I think of that as a long movie. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. Forrest Gump is the shortest of any set of movies, then maybe you should rethink those movies. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but I think this is the worst best picture movie we've seen so far. Um, I'd say easily, yeah. Pretty unabashedly. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. It's it, probably the, tied with Braveheart for me. There are parts mm. of this movie that like literally read like parodies of this kind of movie. And like Absolutely. I laughed at them, like like I would a good parody, right. legitimately. So let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about it. Like so, we'll we'll move on from Dunk City because sure. we want to be mostly positive yeah. and like find good things podcast. within things because we we like movies. Uh, we hope people watched along just because it's fascinating. You know what? No, I that, hope they like, didn't watch along this time. I hope they listen <laughs> along. They, and yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I hope for the sake of our listeners. Uh, well, no. Listeners can watch the movie. Fans, <laughs> right. I hope for the sake of the fans that they did not watch the movie. So let let's hop into it, right? Um, so it's the end of the Italian campaign of World War II. I won't pretend I know what any of that means. Well, I know. Um, what World I mean, War II I understand means. the concepts. Yes, I understand the concepts, but I don't understand the setting really. I don't know much about the Italian campaign of World War II. But all I know um, is that Mussolini was being a bad guy and attacking mm-hmm. Africa. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, so in a bombed out Italian monastery, Hannah, a nurse, looks after the English patient, a very burned Hey, man that's who the name of the movie. Much. I know. They're like, oh, he's a patient. I don't know what his accent is. He sounds like all of us, but we're supposedly Italian, so he must be English. Real, like, so I understand that they're like, oh, he has an accent, mm-hmm. and it sounds like vaguely European. Maybe he's English. But they also, like, just have English accents because yeah. that's a shorthand in movies. So, like, it just what doesn't mean? make any sense. What's crazy to me is that, like, literally until the end of the movie where it was revealed that he's not, like... At the end of the movie, he was like, and now everyone thinks I'm English. And I was like, wait, you're not English? Like, nah, it, he's it not. Never, it never made it super clear, to me at least, that he's Hungarian, I guess. Right, right, right. He right. Speaks well, yeah, because he's played by Ralph Fiennes, or however yeah. you say his name. He speaks well, Hungarian at one point in the movie, and he tells you tells uh, Catherine that he's it was Hungarian. But that's right. the only clue, I guess. But I don't know. The, the, uh, I don't know. They they have also Willem Dafoe in this movie yelling like so he's a Canadian <laughs> yeah. um officer, right? Yeah, sure. It, um no, he but he's yelling about other people being German spies and it's like, yo, Dafoe, if anyone was going to be a German spy, <laughs> I would assume you. Yeah. I w- like he's not German, but I would assume he he's is. He's played German you know before. I mean? And uh, Yeah, so Or was it German in that Wes Anderson movie, The Life Aquatic? Dude. I think he plays Who, German. In that. I fucking watched five minutes. Of Haven't that seen okay. it. Um, anyway, pretty sure he plays so, German in that, and in Grand Budapest, he plays German. So they're just like fucking around with it. Like who knows? Um, hey, who's got thumbs and I, really likes uh, Willem Dafoe in this movie? <laughs> Not Willem Dafoe. I was trying to remember <laughs> what he was in um, A Fault in Our Stars, but I think he was Dutch. Maybe they go to uh, Amsterdam. Wasn't he just like an uh, American author living there? I don't know, dude. Who cares? I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a shock. Yeah, it's real it weird. Was real <laughs> he was like weird the only person that survived that movie, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone else um, dies. Well, Nat Wolf survives, right? I think. I don't remember. <laughs> who knows? Remember. Who? Why? Was uh, he the friend who like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who was eyes like yeah. got messed up? I yeah. was about to make a uh, a hereditary spoiler, but I won't. That's Alex Wolf. You idiot. Look, they're twins. Nope, <laughs> they're an older brother and a younger brother. Twins did you never watch? That. Did you ever watch a Naked Brothers band? Uh, they were naked, show? so I wasn't allowed to. Right, mm. makes sense. <laughs> they're actually never naked. It's a real misleading uh, title. I don't know. Pretty sure. Um, wait, you mean they're never naked? Yep, never they are two. There's dozens they're two of, of us. the dozens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> we gotta fucking get to. But this. I don't want so, to, Cody. I don't want to talk uh, about this. Movie. I understand, but that's how our show works. Um, so, also hanging out at the monastery is Kip. A Kip. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Um, how do you pronounce S I K A? Seek. It's actually sick. I think sick. Okay. Oh, I've always wanted. Everyone to has always best. pronounced it seek when I've. I think it. everyone pronounces it seek because sick is a different word that has a different meaning. Yeah. Um. But I think that like that's you're actually supposed to pronounce it sick. Okay. Interesting. A sick sapper, which is essentially a bomb diffuser. I don't know. When I looked up like info about this movie, it said sapper. I don't know what that means, but he's, he's a, a bomb, bomb diffuser. diffuser. Yeah. Yeah. And then Caravago, who we talked about, Willem Dafoe, is a Canadian intelligence operative who had his thumbs cut off during a German interrogation. 
Um, Caravaggio is suspicious of this English patient and questions him. So, like, that's kind of our framework. We mm-hmm. check in with these people, like, occasionally, uh, but we're g- not going to talk about them for probably, like, 40 more minutes because we're just going to go through the English patient story. The movie's, sure. like, nonlinear, um, but that's not how <laughs> it's easy to do plot summaries. So, uh, right. also, fuck that other stuff a do little bit. Do we just, bit. like, dive into each character that it went and it dive when it dives into the movie, or like how do we gonna so, do this? So what's oh, weird we'll, is we'll that do like, it all at the end. Okay. It's set. It's like supposed to tell the story of these four people, but it just tells the one story. And then the last thirty minutes, they're like, oh yeah, also the the sick and the nurse fall in love. And right? Yeah. Like well, I, I felt, felt the same so way. So shoehorned. Yeah, I was like, oh, so it's an ensemble movie? Because no, it's not. It's called like, it's just the his English story. Patient. If you had called it yeah. Hannah the nurse and it's like about the people she encounters, that would be something. Yeah, but, I think but, I think that would be interesting if like they were all living in the same house mm-hmm. and trying to get along. What happens but, when you put four strangers in one house? What, what's going to happen? All with a rich, rich backstory. Real world North Italy. <laughs> right. I think you could also call it the English patient and be about everybody and be an ensemble. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you can't have... Two hours and 15 minutes of a two hour and 40 minute be about one character and then have 30 minutes about the others and be like, that seems legit, right? Yeah, it's, so like, I, it's real weird. I, I think that the book it's written on is uh, it's based is more on, about I, I everyone else. What the Sorry, fuck you said. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and I saw the word written, so I said it. <laughs> right. Um, I, the, the book it's based on is uh, does go more into more depth on the rest of the characters. That's probably interesting, but uh, never want to read the book. Um, nope. I think it probably would make a better book, though. Like you say, the book's I, always better than oh, the yeah. movie, but I think this type of story just objectively lends itself better to reading than yes, a movie. Agreed. Uh, I have a thought experiment for you guys later, but we'll do it at the sure. end um, once we talk through everything. So the English patient tells a story, and while he does, he gets friendly with those at the monastery. Oh, this is where we're going to talk about it. I thought I'd put it later. Um, so Kip and Hannah fall in love, like we said. Um, Kip defuses a bomb, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the war ends. That's fun. Yeah. And then Cara Vago tells his own story of his thumbs being cut off. Uh, oh, man, it really sucked. Then Kip leaves for Florence, right? So that's all happening during the story. Mm-hmm. Now let's and talk like about the, last the story. 30 minutes of the story, though. Yeah, it's absurd. Um, so the English patient story. The English patient is not English. He's Hungarian. Right. Um, he's a Hungarian cartographer named Count Laszlo D. Almazi. And the most interesting thing about him is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> because he's pretty boring. The most, interesting thing, cartographer. the most interesting thing about him yeah, or so. the movie version of him. <laughs> um, so apparently it's like, okay, so Chad keeps telling me it's based on a real guy. It's not though. They yeah. use his name. Literally, nothing in his life is so similar. The well, whole, but they're both cartographers. Sure. The whole cool. movie is about how horny he gets after these girls, and then the guy's like not even into girls. He's he's gay. Right? He Are we sure about that? Like that's the uh, historical thing. Uh, I I saw it on Wikipedia that it said the yeah, guy okay. is um, yeah on Wikipedia. It said that they discovered in 2010 some letters that were like explicitly gay. Yeah, got it. Uh, but also he might have been bisexual. So. Right. Who knows? Um, so he's mapping the Sahara, but Steve Zahn and Matthew McConaughey are nowhere to be found. Which would have much improved to, the movie. <laughs> right. Much to Mark and Chad's chagrin. There is no... How many um, episodes of Best Pictures are we going to talk about a Steve Zahn slash Sahara? Uh, 
At one point, <laughs> they break a, a plane in the Sahara Desert, and I was like, just like put it up sideways, make it into a sail, and ride it like fucking Steve Zahn and Matthew McConaughey do. That movie's a magical. It's a treasure. That moment is so good in that movie. It truly a is. Net- like, unironically, that's a, be- a wonderful, like, fun action movie, like, beat. That never, archae- never seen it. That archaeological treasure hunt is a national treasure. <laughs> I have never seen it, and... I feel like I need to fix it, but I also mm-hmm. don't want to, and I want us to just have to cover it at some point on the podcast. Like, we may do a shoehorned bonus episode where we talk about Sahara. Uh, we'll how out. about for I'd after the 96 to. series? <laughs> well, we need to do a bonus <laughs> between 96 and 97. Um, we could watch Sahara. Potentially. We already have something in the books for that, though. Oh, I forgot so. what it was, so we can talk yep. about it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in charge of that shit. Yep. Um, but, but at some point, we may do a Sahara versus the na- the two National Treasure movies or something. Like, that could be fun. Oh, shit, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just saw a lot of sand and, like, exploring in this movie and just was thinking about, like, what could have been. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was thinking about national treasure um so uh, did you guys see um the flight of the phoenix no i have no, no idea what it's that is. so good what that is a bunch of people crash a plane in a desert and then it's about them rebuilding the plane so they can fly home fun it's a lot of fun. um and they they get a boom box going and they listen to hey ya as they build the plane where do they together. find a boom box <laughs> on the plane all right. Are you sure you're not thinking about Lost, Chad? 100%. They didn't have... Chad, I think this is the final season of Lost. No, they're in the desert. Uh, mm, yeah, Hugh Laurie is season. in it. Uh-huh. Final season. It was really weird. They didn't do a uh, crossover with House. So... Should have, though. That would have been better. He's a part... So, English patient. This he's a part of... is lupus. Okay. <laughs> English patient is part of the Royal Geographical Society. Uh, expedition with expedition leader Peter Maddox um, and also this couple Jeffrey and Catherine Clifton not really sure why they're around uh, Jeffrey's uh, being I Colin Firth financing it yeah maybe maybe they're mm-hmm. the money people that would make the most sense because Colin Firth is like haha I'm the husband and then disappears for straight up an hour and a half He's um, also married to uh, what's her face who was also in four weddings and a funeral and was also in love with uh, Colin Firth in Four Weddings and a Funeral. I don't know who. Kristen, St- Kristen Scott Scott Thomas, Thomas yes. Um, it's very interesting that I saw Four Weddings and a Funeral, saw her pop up in this movie, was like, I've never seen this actress before. <laughs> uh, That's why I do research. <laughs> right, because um, made no impact on me whatsoever. So um, Almasi starts to fall in love with Catherine, mostly because they sink into Sam one time while driving across the desert. Uh, it's uh, I can't think of a more perfect place to fall in love. I mean, everyone knows that you're gonna fall in love if you're in an old timey car with someone. We'll learn that. We'll learn that next year in Titanic. Yeah, exactly. The the the, the bigger the disaster, the bigger the love. Um, I, why did they fall in the? I mean, quicksand. I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't know how sand, anything. It worked. was a sandstorm. Yeah, it was a sandstorm, oh. and so they like drove a car. Do, 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 do. So they drove a car. Uh, is that a song? Is Sandstorm a song or something? Yeah, it's Stuart oh, I Sandstorm. I don't know what Mark's singing, but yeah, Sandstorm I promise is a song. you. Uh, 
Chad, please put Sandstorm in instead of these. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to overlay so people can just objectively hear how off you were. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be perfect, okay, yeah. Uh, and that's I, why I edit the podcast. Right. Um, but, yeah, so they, like, drove the car and it, like, fell off the sand. And then they were like, oh, just we'll stay here. You guys go off and we'll, we'll wait for you to rescue yeah. us. This seemed like a dumb plan. Like there was only yeah, enough room in the was. car for like a certain amount of people, and right. you can make were... it work. You can sit on some laps and really squeeze in there. Well, like it was too heavy if too many people were, and it's hard to drive across sand. I'm not yeah. buying it. I think they could have made it work. It'll overturn the jeep. Um, oh. Almasy starts to fall in love with Catherine. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and he's a dumb teenager, so he writes all of his feelings in a journal, <laughs> which of course Catherine reads, yeah. and it's shit like. I really like Kay's hair today. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Kay's eyes. And then she reads it and she's like, am I Kay? And I was like, well, who the fuck? There's one girl here. <laughs> and like, we and know he's gay, but you don't yet. <laughs> like, So <sighs> that's what really bothered so me dumb. about this movie too, is everything about their love story was, it just read like he was really horny to me. Like it did not read like he was falling in love to me no it just read like oh there's one girl around and she's hot so i'm gonna be a horn dog about it it really felt more like they told us they were in love yeah you know it felt like one of those movies where they were like proclaiming their love over and over again and we were eventually well okay it got to that point like because it ends with like her saying i always loved you or something but like right and it's like well at first it seems 100 percent like Physical attraction, horniness. I just want to have some some sex. To me, yeah, I don't know. He he's a dumb bitch. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I hate him a lot. Yeah, he's uh, just. Um, I think like. Um, I definitely like. Oh yeah, I he's a fuck boy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thought that I kept yeah. going back to. Is he's just like because there's a lots of things he does that are the quote unquote fuck boy things where he's like oh, like, I don't know, like, I'm better than other guys, or, like, <laughs> you should, like, oh, why are you with that loser? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There were just moments where he, like, came off as a total well, fuckboy. We're we're also not mentioning the fact that he apparently is committing treason to be with her. I don't In a way that, that I don't completely understand. Yeah, I don't know. I missed, I missed <laughs> that, that. That was that's a moment a where I was like, I don't know, sure. <laughs> like, that's the reason that Willem Dafoe is so mad at him. It's because he, like, gave away, um, like, where they were to the Germans so he could go back there. Oh, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, but yeah. yes, you're right. That does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Um, so I think treason is the ultimate fuckboy move, in my opinion. <laughs> agreed. Um, so... Um, Almasi and Catherine start fucking, uh, like a lot in bathtubs and side hallways, mm-hmm. like and cafeterias, like during a Christmas parade. Yeah, like all right, cool guys. Um, but Catherine calls it off. She's like, "I done got that dick. <laughs> I'm I'm good." <laughs> um, so so during this, Almasi has found the cave of swimmers, which is an important cave. I don't know who cares. It looks like a cave to me. <laughs> Um, they start doing an archaeological survey, um, but it's called off because a war is coming. Um, they didn't find any dinosaurs. That that bummed me out. If like halfway through this movie they like found dinosaur bones, I'd be like, shit, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, or even like buried treasure or, or something, something in that cave. Found something yeah, in the cave. They found a genie. There's, there's archaeologists that aren't looking for treasure <laughs> or 
uh, dinosaurs. But I don't why, know what else there is to look but for. But why make a movie <laughs> about those? Why are they just looking for a fucking cave? Like, who cares? It's a cave. There are caves all over the fucking place. Look for I, a rock. Dig a hole. That's a cave. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point, Mark. I think that is a cave. Um, so, the uh, war is coming. Uh, um, Maddox leaves his plane, like, near the site. Um Maddox is like a character that shows up sometimes, but like his relevance to the plot is he leaves his plane in a location. Um, so Almacy uh, starts packing up the base camp and Jeffrey, which remember that's Colin Firth. You may have forgotten because you last saw him an hour and a half ago. Right. Um, he finds out about the affair just like by kind of like seeing them and them disappearing at the same time and him being like, huh. Um, but then he, uh, he crashes a plane in an attempt to kill Almasi. Like he, he's in a plane. He drives it straight down trying to hit, um, the English patient. He misses. Um, but he dead though. Um, mm-hmm. also he does this with his wife in the plane. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's, Catherine's he's trying to take in the everybody cockpit. out at once. I think like, right. That was his idea, yeah. but she How doesn't do die. She, She's just very do, hurt. Like, did she know that it was a suicide kamikaze attempt? No, 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 no. I think he was like, hey, we've got to go to the dig. Get in my plane. Let's drive over there. And she was like, all right. And then they got in the plane. And oh, then she was, was like, the English patient. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. I think, uh, who knows? Um, and so then he crashed it and she probably was like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. oops. Um, but she's pretty hurt. Um, yeah. Amasi carries her to the cave and leaves her with supplies. And then he's like, um, you chill here for a sec. I'm going to go get some supplies. Yeah, he's like, you can't walk or do anything. Uh, here's a book and a fire. I'll be back in three days. <laughs> Which honestly isn't the worst plan. You TBA. can't live it's just not three days plan. without eating. And he didn't give her shit for food. He's supposed, uh, he kind of did. I don't know. No, she in a cave. <laughs> um, she in a no, cave. I'm not saying like, but like what were his options? Like he couldn't have carried her. You know, so I don't know. Fucking tried. Yeah, maybe it. It just like that. It didn't read like the worst plan to me. I don't cut his arm off and let her eat that. Yeah. Okay. He's been selfish. Sure. He could have turned into a a a fucking helicopter, and she could have gotten in him, and they drove away. Like a lot of things could have happened. Yeah, could have fixed the plane uh, that her husband wrecked. They did that in the flight of the Phoenix. They could do it here. Did it in Sahara. Yeah, he doesn't even have to make the plane again. It can just be the sailboat thing. Yeah. He yeah. could have summoned all of his energy and unlocked his teleporting potential. Uh, like well, it could have been a lot of things, chi, but it wasn't. Show some respect for his um, culture. <laughs> so. His culture, yeah. Right. Danny Rand <laughs> and his culture, Chi. Um, uh, Iron Fist, good show, though. Uh, Apparently, he's in Luke Cage season two, but. Well, fucking spoilers. I'm not to it yet. I, I will I take your word yet, for so. everything post the middle of Luke Cage season one. <laughs> Um, no, Luke Cage season two is actually pretty good so far. And I had a feeling Danny was coming. Colleen Wing already showed up. Um, it's pretty good. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, so (laughs) English patient, um, he reaches a British encampment, but he's held as a possible German spy. (laughs) They think his name sounds too funny or like not English enough. Shrug. I don't know. Um, he's clearly English. But he's not. He's, he's Hungarian. Hungarian. <laughs> uh, could could have fooled me. Um, so they transport him on a train, but he escapes. Um, he finds the Germans and was like, for real, fuck 
the the English though because they were idiots and didn't help me. So here's my survey maps. Give me some gasoline. He gets Maddox's plane. Oh, that's the treason. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets Maddox's plane. He flies back to the cave, but Catherine Dundee died. Mm. Um, then he flies himself. Yeah, and it's been like a week and a half at this point. Yeah, it's been in so the desert long. with no food or water. So you're, long. You gonna be dead. Right. Um, so he flies himself and Catherine's body away, but uh, even though he just helped the Germans, he's shot down by their anti-aircraft <laughs> guns. Um, and then he gets burned to fuck. Sucks. Um, he gets you know you know Two Face in uh, the Dark Knight where his face is burned. Right. It's the same thing, but all of it. Yeah, he's just one face. No, well, yeah. we're one face. He's no face. Or right, right, no right. face. Well, he's kind of got a face. Four face. Bad face. He looks like Deadpool a little bit. Three face. Um, but worse. I don't know. But worse. Um, apparently, so this this is crazy and kind of should have never been allowed. But I was reading that um, Ralph Fiennes was. It's Rolf, right? We it's, figured it out one time. I thought it was Rafe. Rafe, that's what it is. I knew we figured it out, but I can't I remember what it is. I still think it's Ralph, and you guys are messing with me. I think it's Rafe Fiends. Rafe. That's what I you guys said when we were talking about it at Schindler's List. I still don't believe you. Rafe finds he. Um, so they had to put that prosthetic like makeup on him, right? Mm-hmm. And so like he was like, okay, you know, I'm game, whatever. Like, put it on me. And everybody was like, okay, cool. Um, And he was like, so even on shots where just my head is shown, I want it on my entire body. (laughs) And like, if I was the makeup artist, I would be like, so this is a fetish thing, right? (laughs) Like, it was like, put it, put it on my dick in my face and that's it. (laughs) Like, but like really put it on my dick. Like, Really, make sure. It shoots in there really good. Yeah, the the, the people should have stepped in and been like, "Dude, we don't have the time or money for this." Yeah, that's like, not cheap. Just put it. Yeah, like I don't understand why they were like, "Yeah, no, that's fine. Just every shot, put it on your entire body." He's such a method actor that he insisted on being in costume for all of his shots, and also insisted that Willem Dafoe actually cut his thumbs off. Wow. Yeah. Um. He he also demanded that he gets to lay in bed the entire shoot. <laughs> he also uh, committed treason. <laughs> right. He also committed real treason, allegedly, mm-hmm. just so we don't get in trouble. Um. So Caravago, um, he was around in parts of the story. I don't remember why. He was like someone's secretary or some shit. Yeah. He just like pops up, and I was like, man, we're supposed to care about this reveal. <laughs> Guess who doesn't? <laughs> Um, so there was an ongoing rumor about a spy through the camp, mm-hmm. um, because the British like invaded their town or sorry, the Germans invaded their town and there was no other way for them to invade right. unless they had a map. Right. But yeah, but I thought this was before he had even like given the thing. I don't really know. Look, man, I don't know. <laughs> we all watched this movie. It it's just like, it's so, it, it, it's so long and monotonous and draining on you that your brain does start slipping look if your movie involves treason and the treason hasn't happened in the first two hours i'm not gonna notice it (laughs) right so when everyone turns up dead and al massey like went missing it was assumed al massey was the traitor and i guess he like kind of was but um he actually was Mm -hmm. so um al massey finishes his story and he's like yo hannah i'm out like, give me a lethal <laughs> dose of morphine. And Hannah's like, yeah, fuck it. I ain't got yeah, anything but also, going on. Also, Willem Dafoe is like, I came here to kill you, but your story is so sad. I'm not going to kill you. And then and he's like, you bitch. And then Rafe, like, and then Rafe <laughs> is like, can someone kill me? <laughs> Please. 
Uh, so, it's been three hours. Why can't so I fucking die in this movie? She gives yet? him the lethal dose. And uh-huh. she's reading like the letters from Catherine or whatever. Right. So um, in his diary, he left it with Catherine. And as she was dying, she like wrote messages yeah. to him in it. And the guy like, I guess we forgot to say the English patient like didn't remember any of this. And he just remembered but, like, it as. Did he though? Because no, it really I think he was. Really I think seems he was like claiming was... not to remember it, but he was actually in denial, or he was reading the book or something. No, he had, yeah, he had amnesia, and like he remembered things as the movie went on in chronological order, so it was super helpful. But <laughs> which is so um, dumb. Yeah, it, no, that's definitely it... what. <laughs> Chet's so mad. <laughs> it's so dumb, like, because the movie never did anything with him forgetting anything like it just like yeah no not really as it was convenient for him to remember he was just magically remembering over except, and over again and except carvago william defoe was like do you remember fucking me over and he was like who the f- who are nah, you dude yeah i don't know you because it just and then he's it, like he oh shit thinking about you. it when he when he did <laughs> right he was thinking about he hadn't himself. gotten there in his <laughs> right exactly right. um so dumb so so, yeah hannah reads the passages that Catherine wrote as he's dying uh, so, so it's romantic, I guess. Yeah, and who then who knows? It, it cuts from like a close up of Hannah to a close up of dead English patient, and it made me guffaw laughing because <laughs> it's the dumbest looking face I've ever seen in my entire life. He's disabled. Don't call his face dumb looking. That's so mean He's to make fun of someone disabled. His... He's not that kid in that documentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he's got Big cross-eyed and he's making a face that looks like he's going, Ugh, like... <laughs> Or, like, it, you it, could easily take that still and put, like, that feeling when you jizz yourself, and, like, it would work. Yeah. It would work. For and we real. should do it in the Facebook group. <laughs> you guys remember to do that, because I will not. Okay. Um, so the movie ends with Hannah and Caravaggio leaving the monastery headed to uh, Florence, because they're like, oh, um, Kip is there. We forgot to say, we talk about Lost a lot, and then we forgot to mention yeah. that it was Saeed from Lost. Right. Oops. Oh, that's and Saeed. He's, he's got this yeah, yeah, like yeah. really tense scene where he's defusing a bomb, and like you don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be able to do it because like uh, Hannah was like, there are, "There are tanks coming through, and the ground mm-hmm. is shaking." Hannah was right, like, "Don't right. go today. I've got a bad feeling about it." And he's like, "I do it all the time." And then it starts going Hannah's, poorly. Hannah's whole thing. Hannah's whole thing is like everyone she loves dies, right. which like seen it. Yeah, um, um, but then it was fine, <laughs> and it had nothing to do with anything. Right, right, and then the he movie just ends. Didn't die. Yeah, the movie ends, and me, Chad, and Mark just like roll off of the couch and just scream in agony. <laughs> um, I just like kissed the ground and was like, oh, "It's so good to be not watching a movie." <laughs> <laughs> like it's so good to be doing literally anything else. I just yeah. like ask people to come punch me in the face just so I could feel again. Literally, um, like last week, I was like. I was like binging 1996 Academy Award nominees, and then like the day after I finished, I was like, I can watch anything. <laughs> anything? I can watch anything. I can watch something that's 90 minutes. Like, what a novel idea! I watched Burn After Reading. Brad Pitt's in that movie. That's a good yeah. movie, and it's like a tight it's 90. It's a good movie. Yeah, a good movie. Speaking of not good movies, um, so. Let's kind of talk about this movie a little bit uh, more so. Ugh. Does it feel like a quote-unquote Oscar movie? 
Um, absolutely is my answer to that question. In that it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely a '90s Oscar movie. It's like a period piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has accents, and it's too long and boring. So he, yeah, right. Oscar movie. He dies. Sure. He's very like injured the whole time. Exactly. So yeah. I, I think it, I think it falls into the when people are dunking on the Oscars, like when the, you know they're making fun of like oh it's always these kind of movies even though it really isn't always. not anymore it, i think no. it was for a while like right i mean but, but they're but th- so your recipe is like mark said like overlong like it's an epic movie um it's, it's a, a period, period piece, piece. Mm-hmm. it's a romance someone is disfigured and giving a performance that requires like prosthetics or heavy makeup or that sort of thing. Right. So everyone dies at the end. Or describing that Churchill movie from this year. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that was a very Oscar movie or a very this hour. version of Oscar right. movie. Oscar Beatty, I guess would be the like mm-hmm. word for it because like not every movie that is nominated for an Oscar is Oscar Beatty, but I think we could qualify these types of movies as Oscar Beatty films. Like they're the ones you imagine would be the ones that get nominated. Um, so kind of suck that I won. Um, so I mean, we mentioned it a little bit at the top of how we don't know. Anyone has said this movie, seen this movie. Has it had like any kind of staying power? You guys think, has there been anything it's influenced? Is there any kind of reference you ever see to it? Like, is there literally anything i feel like the nurse that falls in love with buster in season three of arrested development maybe had something to do with this movie but i don't know maybe i think that's just a reference to like other things but yeah Yeah. potentially yeah that's all i can think uh, of (laughs) i this doesn't answer that question but i genuinely thought that this movie would be about the nurse falling in love with the patient Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and it was surprised when it wasn't um, here, here's where I think it had the most staying power. All right. That concept of Oscar Beatty movies. Like this feels like such an example of like what people whine about when they're complaining about Oscar things that I think this movie somehow was in the consciousness and what people used as like the barometer of a quote unquote Oscar Beatty movie. Yeah. Like, I that's mean, how this, I feel like it lives on. This checks all its marks. I mean, it is the like mm-hmm. paradigm, um, uh, side note, I found the image of um, the death face, and it just makes me laugh still. <laughs> it's, it is kind of creepy. That is Make sure funny. you keep that. Um, he does look like Voldemort there. He I does. was like kind of giving you shit because I was like, yeah, great joke. Way to associate him with a, his famous character. But, but you're right. Like no, Voldemort he looks like movie. Voldemort there. Legit. Yeah, no. It's like a Deadpool-Voldemort crossover. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, uh, what's What's interesting about this being such like a prototypical Oscar bait movie is that Shine, which was the same year nominated for an Oscar, is also like a biopic. Yes. About a guy with a disability. Yes. Uh, very inspiring. It's not a romance, but it's the same kind of thing. It actually is kind of a romance man shine fucking sucks though right but it i agree though that it falls into the oscar Beatty category um so this movie is like non-linear kind mm. of like i mean it's, no, it's very, very linear, non-linear. It, it's it's technically non-linear but it's like linear in two different times you get what i'm saying yeah, like no, it's not like of, they jump around the i mean the willem dafoe stuff 
takes you back even further again. And so like, it, oh, it, true, jumps, true, it jumps true, around true. a little bit. Okay. But all the stuff about the English patient, um, that was all linear right. in the future, linear in the past. Does it add literally anything to it? No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I think not at all. Like maybe, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think it would have probably been more boring if it was straight linear, which is hard to imagine, but, um, maybe wait, wait, do you guys hear that noise? Cody's cuts. That's oh, right. It's a time for that. an episode of Cody's cuts. Anytime a movie is over two and a half hours long, it, we have an episode of Cody's Cuts where Cody talks about everything that could be cut from this movie. Would it make it a better movie? Who cares? It would be shorter. Um, let's run through my list. And once I'm done with my list, you guys feel free to add things that could be cut. Sure. Um, I have I have exactly one cut that would make this movie better. Okay. Wait till I'm done. Um, the first thing is there's a lot of scenery of planes just kind of flying <laughs> around. It looks pretty, but fucking cut it out. Don't have time for it. Um <laughs> I'll be honest, I started to fall asleep during one part of this movie as I was Cody. trying to take a note, and I wrote down definitely too many horses. Don't remember why I thought there were too many horses, but there were, where, and I stand where, by it. Where were the horses in this movie? I, I don't no know. It was, it was towards the beginning. I My sleep, there sleepy were definitely brain thought there too were too many. many. <laughs> there were too many, and I will not stand for it. Um uh. The Willem interrogation scene, it's a very good scene. Sorry, don't have time for it. Um, the Juliet Binoche, uh, Naveen, Andrew stuff, I forgot their names while I was uh, doing my notes. Yeah. Um, the nurse and Kip, uh, their romance is cute. Don't have time for it. Um, and also the bomb diffusing. Don't really get why that's nope. relevant to anything that's going on. So, could have uh, cut uh, that. Uh, and that has been Cody's cuts. Let's cut over. Get it? Cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I work hard on this show. Yeah, it's really good. Chad and um, Mark, do you guys have any additional cuts for uh, this very long film? Honestly, here's mine. Uh, just cut everything that makes it nonlinear. I kind of agree. Just yeah, make it was, his story. Cut all the extra s- shit. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, cut out all the flashbacks and just make it about the house with these like four people living in it, and that's a better movie. Oh, yeah. rewrite the uh, script so it all takes okay, place true. in one time, and like that, it's just about these people living in a house, and it's yeah. probably a tight ninety minutes. Th- that is the better movie. I I think what I thought Mark was talking about, and I don't know if he was, but it yeah, was like was. okay, just make it the English patient story and just end there. Like I guess you don't mm-hmm. have the tragedy of him dying, but like. That that that's don't what your it. story is. We don't need don't the need extra it. shit. I think it, but, w- it would also be interesting to like make his story like maybe a third of the movie instead of you know three fourths. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and actually spend more time. Apparently, in the book, they give like a full backstory for all of the characters. Like even Kip gets like a full during yeah. the war backstory. They really yeah, just Kip feel has like a lot after more thoughts on. that we're supposed to care about two hours and ten minutes into a very long movie. Right, it's like, and it's I don't not, care I don't about literally anything at that point in a movie no. ever. I mean, I mean well, they, that's not that's not necessarily fair either. Like, I, there are long movies that are good, obviously, but like this movie, <laughs> name one, isn't no. Lord there the are Rings. good ones, yeah, <laughs> all of them. Well, that, they're very long. Could, they're very good. All right, well, those are still going to have a Cody Scott segment. Yeah, and sure, um, we can we can do the cuts thing, but like, yeah, I'm yeah, not like thinking the had. same things at two hours and ten into the Fellowship of the Ring Absolutely. that I am in this fair. Movie. Yes, yes, yeah. fair. Yeah, fair. you're not. 
<laughs> they're also just handling all the characters in the story better like you care more you actually know like who frodo is and what he's like who aragorn is and what he's like mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah they spend time with more than one character which is yeah. very smart of oh, those movies yeah they spend the time with a fucking two dozen characters in that movie <laughs> they're very good i cannot wait to wait to talk about them um mark are you like not a fan at all I, they just exhaust me. They are very exhausting. I have a Lord of the Rings tattoo, and I'm still kind of like, yeah, they're good, but they're not. It's so hard for perfection. me to follow all like, all, there's like five different emotional plots you're supposed to follow in that movie, and it's just hard, right, to follow well, I, f- seven different emotional plots over seven hours. I I I think they're very good. I think where it fails for me as people act like they're perfect films, um, which I know you don't, Chad. Yeah. But like, I just like, like it. Yeah, no, I think they're very good. They're not perfect. Um, and uh, it's a rule, even if I like a movie, if it's two and a half hours or more, we got to have a Cody's cut. And that's, but, so, that's fair. It's a good bit. Um, so, so we're talking about the expanded like backstories and stuff of all the different characters. Could So this is my thought experiment. Would this work better as a miniseries? We probably wouldn't watch it, but would it work better as one? Um, No. <laughs> just because you don't want it to exist. I I don't want it to exist, but I mean, maybe if you really want to do the deep dives into everybody, maybe sure. But yeah. also I, I kept thinking at different points. I was thinking like this movie would be more interesting if told through the lens of you're just following Hannah, the nurse, like that's your protagonist and yeah. you're following her or you're just following Willem Dafoe, the Canadian guy who got his fingers cut off because of this English patient or, or you, you can't. follow you follow um, Catherine. Make it through Catherine's eyes sure. for like that entire segment, and then it just switches perspective to the English patient once she dies, and that's a cool perspective change. That's mm-hmm. so a more so here's, balanced. Here's my miniseries pitch. Episode okay. one follows uh, Juliette Binoche, the nurse. Uh, uh-huh. Follows her through the war. She loses all of her lovers. Then she gets uh-huh. to the house and meets Kip. Right. Uh-huh. Episode mm-hmm. two is Kip's story, where he's in the war. He's doing all of the war shit, solving puzzles, doing yeah. bombs. He meets Juliet Pinoche and falls in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the time, there's this English patient that's like in his room, and then uh, at the end of the second episode, William Defoe shows up. And yeah. the third episode is about William Defoe, and he's like, "I'm here to 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 like here's my backstory. I've been hunting down the person that." Has was the spy and the traitor, and I'm trying to get revenge for my thumbs. And I and then at the end, he's like, and I think it's him. And then it, it the the fourth one is about the English patient, uh, and it his and it backstory. reveals that his backstory, he's the traitor. And look at that, that's four movies about four people, and it's interesting and it's good structure. Yeah, right. It should be I an think HBO it, miniseries. Yeah, and do the Netflix model if you want to, where the first three are an hour long, and then the last one's like an hour and a half. And yeah. boom, do and it. Let, yes, let it's longer. F- it's more let, interesting. Let mm-hmm. me watch the first one, and then decide not to watch the rest of them. The, the Netflix that's, model. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And don't give it best picture, so we have to watch it on our show called Best Pictures. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the award stuff, because obviously it won best picture. Um... But so what were some of the like other like noms or wins that this got, Mark? Um, uh, 
let me see here. I should have written this down. It won best sound, best cinematography, best art direction, best costume design, best film editing. It won all well, of that. Well, editing's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, it won all of those. Jeez. They couldn't um, have picked a better death face take, like in yeah. the edit. Um, sound Literally makes any sense. Other face. Yeah, uh, here's, costume here's makes funny. sense. It didn't even get nominated for best makeup. Oh, weird. I well, mean, no, it, it doesn't look good. So, do you want to know what won best makeup? Yes. Uh, was it Jerry Maguire? It was the Nutty Professor. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit. Oh, like, I love that that's an Academy Award winning movie. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. I and Gosh, th- that's what annoyed me about this. Uh, I guess it was not this year, but it was the year before where people were like, oh, Oscar winning Suicide Squad. And it's like, yo, there's been whack shit before. Mm-hmm. Why are we pretending this is the first time? But like, That's what those categories are for, to reward good work in bad movies. Yeah. And like in the Nutty Professor, they did their job right to get the Correct. look that they wanted. So they did a good job in the hair and yeah. makeup. And that's also um, Rick Rick Baker, who's like a oh legendary... yeah, Rick Baker rules. Um, can you see who did the costume design for this movie? Like who won for this? Um, uh, costume design was Anne Roth. Got it. I only know one costume designer, <laughs> um, and it's because she pops up all the time. It's Colleen Atwood. Like she's a boss. She does. A, a lot of good movies, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I was hoping it was her. hoping it was just so you could sound really smart. Like if it was the yes, one person exactly. that you I'll knew. be like, Oh, I know her. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm looking and at what else Anne Roth has done. She did girl on the train. She did way, way back. Extremely loud. Incredibly close. Mr. Popper's uh, penguins. Oh, uh, so just like normal. Julia, Julia, <laughs> mama Mia. I mean, yeah, the yeah. reader, mama Mia had oh. some good costumes. <laughs> Um, the reader, she didn't have to do a lot of work because Kate Winslet's naked in that movie a lot, I think. I don't know. haven't seen it. I know she's in a bathtub. That's all I remember from the trailer and the movie poster. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Pff, it's weird. Uh, this got, like, acting nominations, right? Like... Um, um yeah. It, it got, uh, it got lead actress nomination and it also won Best Supporting Actress. So, Rafe didn't get nominated? Uh, Rafe did get nominated. Okay, yeah, because I was like, he would have been pissed for doing all that work. <laughs> so did it get direction or anything like that, or did it win Best Picture it, without getting that? It won direction, uh, and it, was, oh, okay. it wasn't It was nominated for screen... Oh, it was nominated for uh, adapted screenplay. Gotcha. But it didn't win? Didn't win. Did not win. Sling Blade won. Oh, also, Ooh, that spoiler makes sense. alert, the good. dialogue's really bad in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> this movie sucks. Like, none of I these people... feel like we've established it. Like, we talked about how, like, no one, like, the love story doesn't feel like they're actually in love. It just feels like he's horny. Like, yeah. I think a lot of that comes through, like, the dialogue is very much like, oh, look how smart and interesting I seem by, like, talking about things in, the, in a way you've never thought about them and, like... You never, they never actually feel like real people to me, just like pieces yeah. of the story. It, it, it feels like he's a like douchey college dude. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't f- feel like a grown ass adult. He feels like a douchey like it's college dude. Timothy Chalamet in Lady Bird. A lot of yes, that exactly. might come from the fact that it's a book and a book has a lot of time to like kind of just in the prose, write Those like thoughtful things and what he's thinking. Right. Uh, so the write the movie different. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, been right. done before. People write have made better. adaptations of books before that work. Um, so I don't know. 
Is there something we like about this movie? We've dunked um, on it like really hard. And I, like deservedly so. Like to be fair, like I did not have a great time watching this movie. I honestly personally. can't think of anything I really liked about it other than like scenes like Willem Dafoe's interrogation scene and Kip's uh bomb diffusal scene are really well done and that like the building of tension and stuff like that mm-hmm. is done really well. But then yeah, neither but of those not, scenes really are important to the movie. Uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> That's they're not... Uh, you can probably hear the garage door opening underneath me. Uh, the <laughs> they're, they're not earned at all. Um, no. Like, the, the bomb defusal scene is happening and you're like, so he's defusing a bomb. Who is this? <laughs> exactly. And then, like, right. why d- d- did that scene matter? Because, like... He just goes away in the end, and he doesn't end up staying with the girl. So, like the big well, no, the girl, the girl actually goes and meets up with him. Yeah, she goes and meets up with him, but he just had to leave from there. Oh. Um, which I was never really clear on why. But th- that's an interesting point you bring up, Mark, of it not being earned, because that would kind of be my thesis statement for this whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I know we were supposed to be trying to turn it into positive, but well, I talked about two thing- things I liked about it. I talked about the tension. Oh, in right, you did good, Chad. I'm just uh, we're just bad at it. Um, nothing is earned in this movie. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest problem with this movie is nothing's earned. The romance isn't earned. The the affection for a character is not earned. That like it wants you. It's actively wanting you to cry mm-hmm. so much at the end, and yep. I could not give a shit. When when the English patient is carrying out uh, Catherine's body in the cave, and he's like crying, and like his world's falling apart around him, and he falls to his knees. He's doing some serious acting there and it's really really good job out of him but like yeah the movie did nothing to make me feel anything in that moment at all yeah right and i I do think that rafe is is really good in this role Mm -hmm. he is Um, i I think most the acting is pretty good yeah it's just i don't care about any of it because the like i'm they just don't make me care but i do wonder though because we watch it at home 20 years like removed like i wonder Mm -hmm. if it would have been i don't know I feel like I still would have hated it in theaters, to be honest. No, Too same. long <laughs> to be sitting there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I would have. There's sometimes where I wonder, like, would an experience be better if I wasn't watching it at home? But I don't really think so for this one. I think, I think a I just good movie can still break care. through that. Like, a movie can be better in the theater, but a good movie is going to be a good movie. And you're going to enjoy it no matter what context you watch it in. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, so it's pretty clear but um do you guys have anything else to say about this movie before we wrap it on oh, just that the voting actually, is going to be really hard this week but <laughs> i'm, so I'm sorry i actually just noticed that someone's been sitting in my room this entire time oh no um, oh, shit. i'm sorry do you want to come on on mike oh oh hello um oh I don't, gosh i don't mind i don't mind waiting is this uh, Dick and you're very and polite Poppins? Oh yes, no. I have I have no problem uh, waiting for you guys to be uh, willing for me to talk on the podcast. Okay, so uh, you're so you're a very polite man. Um, but yes. go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I am just a, a very patient Englishman um, <laughs> oh. who is who so has been, been asked to, to come get on, the, on the podcast. Yes, okay. I've just been asked, just been waiting uh, for a time to speak on this podcast. So you're a patient uh, Englishman. You're a patient yes. English. I'm a, I'm a patient oh. Englishman. Oh, were you uh-huh. the the man that the Academy sent to talk yes. about the? Oh, yes, yeah, the Academy okay. has sent me here to uh, talk I guess about. 
uh, the English patient. Yeah. Uh, they thought that me, a patient Englishman, would be a good representative. <laughs> no, that, of that's the uh-huh. probably a good call. And usually we'll like throw it to you uh, sooner in the show, but I'm glad you were so uh, patient. Yes, too. yes, I noticed that, but I thought that your discussion was flowing well. Uh, and well, I appreciate You guys that. probably forgot about it, and it's not a big deal. No, I appreciate uh, your patience. I- I'll be completely honest. I didn't know you were there. Mark uh, did not inform me that you were hanging out in his room. Yes, um, I, uh, I, I don't make myself known. I just kind of sit and wait to be noticed. So is this your okay, first so time in the States, patient Englishman? Oh, uh, yes, yes. What, uh, what all have you My seen? I guess time. you're in Chattanooga. What, what are you seeing? I've uh, mostly just this bedroom. <laughs> oh, so you haven't had a moon pie yet? Because that's like, no, that's what you I'm, do. I'm there. sorry. Uh, what is that? It's a it's pies imported from the moon. Um, uh, can we go ahead rice. and get to uh, the movie at hand? My accent oh, is about to go. Shit, he's not patient anymore. <laughs> no, I was not. I was told this was a Very patient Englishman, and Englishman. he's trying to cut me off. Um, it's just it's hard after an hour and a half of waiting patiently. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> also before that, you guys were just chit chatting before the podcast started recording. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've honestly been here for about three hours. Okay, hmm. so you, you were sent by the Academy yes. to represent yes. this movie. So you like this movie. Yes, my good friend. Uh, one moment, please. Anthony <laughs> Minghella asked me to come here. He's the director of the movie. I think he's dead, Mark. <laughs> um, well, I mean, well, he asked me a long time actually, ago. But the, yes, okay. and I've been, I've, been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for years to come on this podcast and, and talk I actually, about... I, I, I don't know for a fact he's dead, and I'm not going to Google that. He has you checked. Cancer. Um, um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, but do you guys know who his son is? Because it's very interesting to me. Um, do you guys know who his son is? I, I don't know. Chad. Um, do, um, should, I, should we guess? Of course I know who his son it? is. It's, he, uh, he, you say it. <laughs> so he did die. I, so I was right about yeah. that. Oh, he wrote Talented Mr. Ripley. That's an insane movie. Okay, his son is Max. Uh, Max Landis. Say that? Nope, definitely not him. Max <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's John Landis' son. Um, so so Max uh, Minkelia, however you pronounce it, he's uh, from the social network. His uh, Divya from the social network, he's the one who isn't... Andrew Garfield or Mark Zuckerberg. He's or the Army Hammer. Or Army Hammer. He's the other guy. Or He's pretty good on stuff. Army Hammer. He was the one who was in Sweet Life? What? No, that was Brenda Song. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, English pa- or patient yes. English man. Yes, that's me. So I have a question. Yes. You really like the English patient. I uh, sat through it. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, that's a glowing review. It takes um, it takes quite a lot of patience to get through this one. Fair point. I have a question though. Um, do you enjoy the film so much because you relate to the English patient? Because you also aren't English, which I can clearly tell by your accent. Yes. Uh, where would you say I'm from, based on my accent? Oh, oh definitely, Mister Tumnus's village. I don't know. <laughs> I am, in fact, from Narnia. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I I called yes. it. I'm pretty good at it. What uh, what region are you from in Narnia? Oh, the the Narnian region. <laughs> okay. So so by the lamppost or like further? Yeah, in? actually, uh, near near room. Near room, okay. Um, it's it's the the city side of uh, Far Room. 
Okay, yes, I I understand. <laughs> um, okay, so patient Englishman, I'm gonna need you to be pa- you and Mark are like chilling later, right? Like you guys are gonna go grab some za and like shit oh, like yes. that. Oh yes, he's like okay. to Rock City later. <laughs> wow, you're, you're see really Rock seeing City? the sights. Yes. Um, go to the aquarium. Chattanooga's got a really good aquarium. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, it. I. I regret to inform you, it is super late at night, so I don't know that you'll be able to do either one of those things tonight. But I will have to wait. My favorite uh, thing. <laughs> yes, your favorite yes. thing being patient. So I'm gonna need you to be patient a little bit longer. Okay. Um, hand mark back the microphone so we can end this podcast. Oh, finally. I hate waiting. Now, <laughs> yeah. Time for me to get back on my... That. Call, call him the impatient American, am I right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I was going to say the same thing, but you beat yeah. me too. Yeah, sorry. So, um, I was just, I, I, yeah, waiting just, my I'm turn to fast. talk because I'm yeah. patient. You're like patient. That. I'm not. I got to jump right in there. Call yeah. me Corbin Blue. I got to jump in. Hey... <laughs> <laughs> Very good uh, job. Very good yeah, job thanks. on the joke structure. Thank you. Um, uh, Chad, I'm going to need you to go ahead and vote. So previously, uh, we had determined that Fargo is the best movie of 1996. Um, it was the second movie we watched, and it's uh, it's got a pretty good streak. So, Chad. Yeah, it's still Fargo. the best. Yeah, Fargo is still <laughs> yeah. the best movie. Okay. Okay. I'm not really going to elaborate. I don't think I need Great. to. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Mark. Um, Fargo is half the length of this movie and twice as good. So Fargo, just twice as good. <laughs> just oh, twice, at least twice. Well, I was at kind of just twice. going with the motif there. Right? So. No, it, it worked. It worked. Um, yeah, it's undoubtedly Fargo. This movie blew chunks. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I really. So we're watching a Razzie movie next year. Um, another Demi Moore joint. I kind of expect to like it better than English Patient, to oh, be honest. Oh, same. Because it'll be like fun and like it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be it like could a suck, but at least I'll have fun. Kinda, yeah, yeah, fun. Exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, my my friend here is just tapping his foot like incessantly. Okay, do, do you want the mic again? Shit. Um, yes. It. I have a vote here. Correct. No, uh, no. I that mean, traditionally, sh- no. That I don't think that that happens. I no, just uh, no. Let him. He, like he's clearly outvoted. Yes, His sorry. Not uh, I I've never been able to vote in the Academy Awards, so I thought uh, they sent me here to give it a vote in. Uh, okay, so dude, I vote for a uh, Fargo. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Well, there okay. you go. <laughs> uh, so so you don't like the movie that much, I guess. Yes, uh, Fargo is quite fun. It has a fun accents, and I like <laughs> accents. <laughs> that is clear, patient yeah. Englishman. That is very clear. Man, I just um, love English accents, and yours is just so, so. Yours is immaculate. English. It's um, Madonna level <laughs> English accent. Hey, um, Chad, you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at Chad A Oliver on every social media platform there is. Okay, be careful. I'm watching you. Don't tell people to add you on something they shouldn't. Add me like on you Letterboxd. Do every time. Okay, Twitter. Letterboxd is good. That's fine. Twitter's fine. Okay, um, just quit while you're ahead. Instagram? Um, Mark, Instagram's um, fine. Yeah. Um, Mark, Mark. You <laughs> can find... Chat. You can find LinkedIn me or some shit. on on Ooh, Twitter that, that's at. Well, point. Yeah, she should add me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm trying to expand my professional uh, uh-huh. network. Uh-huh. So endorse uh-huh. Chad right. for podcasting on LinkedIn. Ooh, Please um, do. That's a good skill. I, I should put. The, if that's not already on mine, I should put it on. You idiot! Uh, it definitely should be on. Yeah. There. No. Cool. You can you can find me on uh, Twitter at Wellington Mark on Instagram at Wellington Mark on Letterbox at zero zero one four. I recently moved and my new address is um, <laughs> no stop <laughs> stop it now stop it now. I shouldn't 
I you I have a mailbox that's address. like so close to my door now. I can check it so easily. I mean, if we want people to send us stuff, we need to set up a P.O. box. We don't need people murdering Mark because the show doesn't work when we have two hosts because what happens? We uh, it goes need a faster. Built-in. It does go faster, but we I need like a built-in time I like how long it takes breaker. myself. Shut up. Shut up, patient Englishman. I'm trying to wrap up the God. fucking show. Fuck that guy. You know, I'm really starting yeah. to hate Englishmen. I re- not all, not all. Well, Englishmen, the patient, just ones. the patient Englishman. Yeah. Um, is ask Mark? Ask him his name. Is his name patient Englishman? And it's just some Narnia like whimsical bullshit. <laughs> um. Well, actually, I am from England. I live there now. Uh, but yes, my name is Patient Englishman. Yeah, fuck off, please. Man, I don't, I don't hey, go like find Paddington. I want to talk to Paddington. I don't want to talk to your dumbass. The Patient uh, Englishman. Bear. The Patient Englishman. Yeah, cool, great. Yeah. Uh, oh, right off I go! Okay, oh, oh, he's flying. What? <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? He can fly? Why was that not a part of it the whole time? We were going to go see Rock City can, later. Can he come back? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have so many more questions. <laughs> Oh, no, well. he's gone. No, All he's right, gone. So you, sorry. You can you can find me on the internet at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and find me on Letterboxd by searching my name. You can find this show at We Pick Picks W E P I C K P I C S on Twitter. Um, lots of fun gifs over there, and then join us in the Best Pictures Podcast Facebook group where we have lots of discussion. Tell us what you think about the patient Englishman. Is he truly from Narnia? What the fuck is about him flying? How's his accent? <laughs> Etc. Tell us how you feel about him. Um, and I think that's going to be it for um, this week's show. Chad, what's the best movie of 1996? Fargo, Mark. What's the best movie of 1996? It's Fargo, Cody. Best movie, 1996. Go. Uh, Fargo. And remember, everyone, it's a very plum plum. <laughs> Ask me when that's from in the movie, because I couldn't tell you. No, he sho- she shoves the plum in his mouth. Uh, it's a plum plum. I didn't like actively fall asleep, but I did like This year, for the Razzies, we'll be watching a movie about strippers. That's right, Showgirls again? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, striptease. It seems like the same movie. We'll find out. It's probably not streaming anywhere. I didn't <laughs> Okay, see, this is... Okay, so here's Cody jumping in. Right. Um, it starts to me more. Um, it's available to watch on Max Go, just like the English patient was. It's like Don't they knew that. we were coming. <laughs> um, Max Go was like, you know what? We're going to do an exclusive Best Pictures deal, and we'll have English patient and strip tease on. Um, it's also available to rent How on Amazon or iTunes. We should get a deal with one of these streaming services. I really, um, people are not going to know about it because this is the post credit scene and we'll see mm-hmm. if they listen to the whole thing. But I really want to get one with like AMC A-list because like, I don't know, I'm almost to fuck MoviePass level because they keep changing their rules and they're <laughs> super annoying and the new services sound great. Um, so yeah. um, if AMC A-list wants us as, because we should have been influencers for MoviePass, right? How many people yeah. did we get on MoviePass? Oh, I've gotten just personally so many and then through the podcast Same. probably yeah. more. But I guess yeah. we can stop recording now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Striptease is Striptease. on Max Go. Remember, Max Go, Max Landis, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed.